Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. For the last several weeks, all we Bear fans have wanted is for this horrible 2014 season to be in our rearview mirror. We finally get our wish after our beloved take on the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. Can the Bears go out on a high note, or will they finish just like they started? All of this and so much more on the Week 17 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. And we have proof that our God is a merciful God because he will allow this godforsaken season to end on Sunday when the Vikings and the Bears butt heads in uh, Minnesota. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back, the Week 17 preview episode of the Chicago Bears review. And, um, you know, like I said uh, in the opening, all we have wanted for the last several weeks is for the season to be over. I mean, it just uh, appeared that, uh, you know, this team's heart really wasn't in it this year, that for whatever reason, it just wasn't going to happen for this Bears team. And it's been excruciatingly painful to watch this team play over the last several weeks with the lack of effort that has been, you know, apparent, you know, just what we've been seeing on TV, the the blase attitude or, you know, that just that vibe you're getting it. And I know it's not me because every person that I talk to about the Bears season says the exact same thing. So it's, um, you know, it, it's been a very tough season uh, to endure. And, uh, you know, I just want it to be over with. So finally, um, this Sunday at about three o'clock or so, the season will be over, and then we find out what happens next, what is going to happen with this team in 2015 and beyond. So uh, looking forward to that happening. Looking forward to the final game of the season. Uh, this is a game the Bears have a shot in against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's a home-and-home home series, or always has been the last several years. Uh, it's been a while since uh, one of these teams has swept uh, the series. So... Uh, but I do believe that the last time it happened, it was the Bears that actually did it. So, uh, But usually it's uh, the Bears win in Chicago, Minnesota wins in Minnesota, uh, and so on. And that's what happened so far this year. In their first meeting about five weeks ago, the Bears beat the Vikings in Soldier Field. And now we travel down to Minnesota to close out this year, uh, or travel up to Minnesota, I should say, to close out the 2014 season and uh, see how things all shake out uh, from there. So... Got a few things to uh, 
to talk about uh, before we get into the uh, preview. Uh, just wanted to get out a, a another reminder. Uh, Friday, January the second, I'm going to be live in studio at WMT in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, with Doug Wagner, uh, from nine to eleven a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, going to be talking about the 2014 season, kind of doing the year in review episode uh, out there uh, on the air on the radio, which is uh, very very exciting. Um, the believe uh, you know that Doug has mentioned a couple of times when we've talked that. There will be an opportunity to have callers call in, ask questions, make comments, that kind of thing. So if you guys are available uh, to listen, feel free to take part uh, in the conversation. Let me know you're out there and, uh, you know, show these Cedar Rapids folk how how big Larry D's reach is in the world. So, uh, you know, show up for me like I show up for you guys every week when I put out this uh when I put out the show, but uh, looking forward to it. Uh, you can listen to the show on the website. It's 600.wmtradio.com, or if you just search WMT on the iHeartRadio app, it'll come right up, because when I went searching for it, all I, I put in WMT, and before I was done typing, the WMT uh, station logo came up, so it'll come right up for you, uh, WMT Radio on uh, the I Heart uh, Radio app, or if you just want to be lazy about it, just wait until I release it as a podcast uh, a day or two later. So um, those are the options to hear my big on-air uh, appearance with Doug Wagner a week from today on Friday, January second, nine to eleven a.m. Central Time for anybody who wants to hear it as it happens. So and uh, so that's the show business that we have. Um, this show, as I mentioned, will kind of serve as the year in review uh, episode, so I won't be doing a year in review podcast per se like I have for the last uh, several years uh, and such. It will just kind of go down uh, the way that it, uh, you know, we'll just kind of use what Doug and I do as the uh, year in review show, so we will get that posted. Anyone who's not going to be able to listen live, I will be posting it uh, on the uh, on iTunes so uh, everyone can get a chance to uh to hear it so um the other uh, interesting thing is uh you know in the news if you want to do that uh, thing there is uh roberto garza's coming back for 2015 uh signed a one-year extension with the bears earlier today no financial terms uh were released but uh roberto garza will be back for a 15th season in the nfl and a 11th season with the chicago bears so i guess that kind of answers the question about uh you know what happened with Brian De La Puente? He went down with that ankle injury uh, in November, so he's he's you know he was a backup before that and only played in a couple of games uh, before then. Got hurt uh, in November and has been done for the uh, season since then. Was put on IR back then. So as far as uh, you know, the Bears signed De La Puente to take over the center position in 2015. Uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen. Not saying that De La Puente won't be back. Uh, in 2015 but it doesn't look like uh, you know with the Bears re-signing Roberto Garza we're not re-signing him to put him on the bench or at least I wouldn't think so uh, anyway so um, got to give Roberto credit uh, for for signing a deal at this point you know we're a 5-10 and 10 team the season is coming to a an ugly end no matter what happens on Sunday you know we're, we're five team five games below 500 way off from where we uh thought we would be or we wanted to be 
more uh, more likely. And uh, no idea what the future holds, but Roberto Garza knows he'll be a Chicago Bear uh, in 2015, regardless of what the rest of the team looks like. So I give Roberto credit for taking charge of his own future. And, uh, you know, it, it's never a bad thing to be selfish about your own future and knowing for himself what his future holds and where he'll be in 2015. So I give him uh, credit uh, for doing that. So hopefully he can stay healthy next year and we can have a lot less of a rocky time uh, on the offensive line. Um, speaking of offensive lines, uh, the Pro Bowl uh, rosters were released. Uh, and while Matt Forte was snubbed, which I found unacceptable with the year that he's had despite the way that our offense has played he only needs about uh... there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel it's worth the trip that's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I think like 30-something yards to break 1,000 yards. He only needs eight catches to break 100. Or actually, he only needs six catches to break 100. He needs eight to set the NFL record for most receptions by a running back in NFL history. Uh, It was 101 by Larry Centers back in 1995. And if Matt Forte catches eight balls, he'll have 102. He will set the NFL mark for most receptions by a running back uh, in a single season. And, uh, you know, it would be fantastic if uh, the Bears could uh, do that. But, of course, in the press conference earlier this week, Mark Trestman said that, um, you know, things like that will take care of themselves. We're not going out there looking to get Matt Forte eight receptions. And at this point, I'm like, why the hell not? What else are we playing for at this point? I mean, Winning or losing this game, it does not matter. It doesn't matter uh, to anything. I mean, the only thing the Bears are playing for is not to be in last place. Because if we win on Sunday, we'll be we'll be uh, six and ten, and the Vikings will be six and ten. But we'll hold the season series over them, so therefore we'll be a third place team instead of a fourth place team. We're going to have a losing record. We're going to finish at the bottom of the division. What the hell does it matter? This is what we're playing for. This this is probably the goal on offense um, to to get Matt Forte uh, this record to so you know get him his thousand yards because it's only going to take about I think like 30, 40 yards to break a thousand, and then eight catches to break that NFL record. He needs six to make a hundred, eight to break the record, and uh, or just to, you know to set the record at one hundred two. So I hope the Bears do it, and uh, you know. Jay Cutler is going to be our quarterback. Jimmy Claus is out with the concussion that he suffered on that from that hit from Ziggy Ansah uh, last Sunday. Some people say it's a bad move. Um, you know, honestly, if we're going in there to win, Jay Cutler's our best chance. He's going to give us the best chance uh, to win. Uh, if we're trying to be smart about it, as far as 
Jay being healthy for any potential deals the Bears might be trying to make happen, then yeah, probably not the smartest thing to do to put him out there. But, you know, the Bears swear that they're trying to win this game uh, on Sunday, so Jay Cutler gives us our best opportunity to win, even though we brought David Fales up to the active roster uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, why not start him and give the rookie a chance to make some plays and see what happens there, keep Jay Cutler healthy and all the rest of that stuff. But, uh, you know, Trestman says he wants to go out, uh, wants to finish out the year with a win, and Jay Cutler certainly gives us our best opportunity uh, to do that. So Jay will be our starting quarterback on Sunday. Now back to my original point, the Pro Bowl rosters came out earlier this week. We had one Chicago Bear on that roster and it is Kyle Long, our right guard. And uh, until this past Sunday uh, with uh, you know the home game against the Lions, Kyle Long was the only offensive lineman for the Bears that had played in every game. Uh, Jordan Mills, uh, you know, Roberto Garza, Matt Slauson, uh, and uh, you know, Jermon Bushrod, th- you know, those are the other four guys in our starting five had missed time uh, with injuries uh, and so on. Kyle Long was the only guy that was uh, that played all 14 games up to that point before he missed game number 15 uh, last week. Uh, he's been full participation this week in practice, so he's going to play uh, on Sunday against the uh, against the Vikings. And uh, you know, it, it's been a quiet season uh, for Kyle, but I think this is one of those things where. It was more the, I think, the coaches and player vote that probably got Kyle Long this nod uh, into the Pro Bowl than than the fan vote would get because, well, I mean, you know, it's this year, it's his second year, so he didn't quite get as much attention as he did a year ago when he was the number one overall draft pick when the offensive line was having this reawakening like it did uh, last year after being so bad in 2012 for it to be as stable a position as it was in 2013 and he was our you know cornerstone our number one draft pick uh, in 2013 um, you know we saw a lot more of Kyle Long as far as cameras focusing on him uh, in such uh, this year the offensive line has not been very good this year I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the instability of the lineup I you know I think we had we may have been in the double digits for how many different lineups we had actually playing uh, offensive line, the, the five-man combos that we had uh, this year for a team that had one one lineup for 16 games last year to be a team that didn't even make it through the first game this year with its original starting five uh, and to be battling injuries back and forth uh, all season long. Kyle Long was the one constant, uh, and according to the – the information that I was reading, he has not been credited with a sack this year. So all of the sacks that have taken place have come from basically everyone but Kyle Long this year, according to the people who pay attention to these things. So, um, you know, he and I and the other thing is I have been hearing like from from different analysts, things like that, that Kyle Long has had a better second year than he did his first year, like the growth from year one to year two has been on the upswing. So he didn't. Uh, regress as a second year player he you know made progress and I think that's apparent by the fact that he was voted in this time as opposed to being an alternate last year uh, as a rookie so um, 
you know it may not have been as obvious for us fans to spot just watching the games and that's why i think that it was more of a coach's thing and a player's thing that the act that kyle long was was actually voted in this year as a pro bowl player and he will be going to hawaii to represent uh the chicago bears so the only other person i thought that deserved to make it that didn't was matt forte i really didn't feel like alshon's had the kind of year where he deserved to be in the pro bowl uh this season he's dropped too many balls he hasn't quite been that that player for us that he was uh a year ago he's had a very he's had a good season i don't think he had a pro bowl season you know it was i was surprised to hear that kyle long made it i was happy to hear uh that he made it and like i said i've heard from other analysts and such that uh you know he has been having a better second year than he did during his rookie season but the person that i was shocked that did not make it was matt forte i've really felt that he should have been there he's been healthy he's played in every game uh and everything uh you know the only person who's been more of a constant uh than kyle long has been matt forte uh but unfortunately he did not make the cut uh this year so that was the one snub on our roster on a, a roster full of people who did not deserve to make the pro bowl uh forte did deserve to make it and kyle long uh, quietly as an offensive lineman it's always hard to judge those kinds of things you know that he kind of suffers as far as his reputation with fans and such suffers along with the group and the group gave up seven sacks to the saints a couple of weeks ago uh you know has been taking a beating not being very good at times and running the football and and so on you know you would think that uh kyle long would be contributing to that but according to uh the people that vote on these things Kyle Long was the reason we were doing as well as we were, so he'll be going to Hawaii to represent the Bears. So very proud of Kyle Long, and uh, you know, as disappointed as I was to hear his name on draft day when we had those other guys that I thought that we might uh, be after, he has been a solid pick uh, for Phil Emery, uh, and uh, you know, looks like he's on his way to having a a long and uh, successful uh, career. Knock on wood. So uh, congratulations to uh, Kyle Long. And you never know, Matt Forte might be able to go to the Pro Bowl if uh, somebody drops out. He's got to be, you know, the next guy off the bench, quote unquote, if uh, if somebody decides not to go or if injury keeps somebody from going. You'd have to think Matt Forte is going to go to the Pro Bowl in somebody's place uh, as as like the first alternate or something. He it, it like I said, it's 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 terrible that he didn't make it. I feel like he should have. So. Hopefully that's a a right a wrong that gets righted uh, as the you know as we get closer to the to Pro Bowl uh, Sunday. So uh, Pro Bowl being played in Arizona the week before the Super Bowl uh, this year. So it's not being played in Hawaii. It's being played in Arizona at the site of this year's uh, Super Bowl. So uh, you know we won't have to to make that long trip uh, to Honolulu uh, this year. It'll be out in uh, Arizona. So. Anyway, I think that's all I have for the uh, for the news this week. The the Garza extension, Jay Cutler's going to be our quarterback on Sunday. Kyle Long made the Pro Bowl. Matt Forte didn't. Yeah, that pretty much covers it. So what do you say we go ahead and dive into the preview of the Bears and Vikings this Sunday, week number 17. <laughs> You know, I'm not picking them to win this game just because they've been awful. And despite their 6-9 and nine record, the Vikings have actually kind of been improving as the season uh, goes along. They've actually been better 
uh, on offense, a lot better on offense since we played uh, week number 11, you know, several weeks ago. And, um, you know, the Vikings uh, scored 13 points uh, against us and then have followed that up uh, 21 points against Green Bay in a losing effort, 31 points over Carolina, 31, 30 points against New York. Uh, they lost 16 to 14 to Detroit, but uh, you know we lost 20 to 14 to Detroit last week, so that's kind of par for the course for Detroit not putting up a lot of points this year. And then last week in a crazy game with the with the Dolphins, they scored 35 points uh, against the Dolphin team that we could only muster 14 points against. Uh, you know at the be you know at the halfway mark of the uh, season and lost on a, a block punt safety. Uh, at the end of the game, the Dolphins blocked a punt uh, in the end zone. It went out of bounds as a safety. That's how they lost that game against the uh, the Dolphins uh, last Sunday. But they put up 35 points against a defense that we could barely muster two touchdowns uh, against. So, um, you know, they've been doing a lot better on the offensive side uh, of the ball in, in recent weeks and putting points on the board, something the Bears have had a lot of difficulty uh, doing. Uh, as of late you know uh, Teddy Bridgewater threw for 259 yards and two touchdowns Uh, they you know did the running back by committee Matt Asiata 58 carries or 58 yards on 16 carries but he had two touchdowns uh, last week they had a lot of trouble stopping the pass though Um, Ryan Tannehill 396 yards and four touchdowns uh, against the Vikings last week so you know, having Jay Cutler as our quarterback this week is uh, probably going to be a good thing. Also, it'll be a good thing for uh, Martellus Bennett because he was only targeted by Jimmy Clawson three times against the Lions uh, on Sunday. Only had one catch for zero yards uh, against the Lions, and we know that uh, Matt Forte, or excuse me, uh, Jay, Jay Cutler goes for Martellus Bennett a lot more often than just three times in a football game and I don't see the Vikings trying to take away the uh, middle of the field uh, like that uh, they're going to be focused more on uh, on Alshon Jeffrey and they're definitely going to be focusing on Matt Forte coming out of the uh, coming out of the backfield on Sunday so I really think this could set up to be a, a big game for uh, Martellus Bennett and also I think it could be a good game for Marquise Wilson as well because um you know like i said they'd be focusing on 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 jeffrey with no brandon marshall you know alshon jeffrey becomes brandon marshall as far as the offense uh is concerned they'll be focusing on forte coming out of the uh out of the backfield and such so i think it sets up well that martellus bennett could have a good season finale uh against this team uh on sunday so um you know, the fact that they gave up 300, 396 yards and four touchdowns last week to Tannehill I think speaks well to the Bears considering that throwing the football is really the only thing that we've been good at on offense this year on a consistent basis. We have a a a better-than-average passing offense, 13th overall in the NFL, 26th running the football, only 89 yards a game for the Bears uh, running the football uh, this year but 13th in the league, throwing the ball, 242 yards uh, a game, throwing it on, on the offensive side. So, uh, And that's even after we only threw for like a buck 80 last week against the Lions uh, from Jimmy Clausen. So 
you know, on the uh, on the offensive side of the things, uh, on the offensive side of things, that's kind of what we want to do is spread the ball around because I do think that the Vikings will be, you know, kind of uh, leading their coverage more towards Alshon, uh, more towards you know, in the flat and trying to get on uh, Forte to uh, to kind of neutralize him because uh, you know they can kind of take him out of the offense. It's going to hurt the Bears quite a bit. Um, like I said, the offensive line, despite Kyle Long's Pro Bowl nod, has not been very good uh, this year, or at least not on a consistent basis. So, you know, if if uh, if Jay's got to sit back there on the seven-step drops and try to get the football down the field, I think it's going to be a long day for our offense and trying to put points uh, on the board. And just based on Minnesota's recent history and putting points on the board, that's what we're going to want to do on Sunday is actually try to put the points on uh, in bunches against the Vikings uh, on defense. Now, on defense, the, the the Vikings are eighth against the pass, so this is going to be a strength-against-strength strength thing that we're doing on Sunday, and the they're 20, 25th against the run, 123 yards a game they're giving up on the ground. So, like I said, you know, kind of speaks well to, uh, to Matt Forte if we can get the running game going we're going up against the defense that is susceptible to it 123 yards a game they've given up uh uh this year uh last week against the um against the dolphins let's take a look here and and see what the dolphins were able to do on the ground pulling up the uh box score here you know we know we had the 396 yards passing the uh running with 110 yards rushing last week, uh, Lamar Miller, 19 carries, 92 yards. So almost five yards a carry last week for Lamar Miller, and he had a touchdown. So, you know, he was the the bulk carrier, 19 that you know, 19, 20 carries a game. That's kind of what you want to get your your running back. That's so that's what we want to see from Matt Forte. 19 carries, 92 yards, 4.8 yards a carry, and a touchdown for Lamar Miller last week. Those are numbers that Matt Forte can do easily. You know, he can he can do that if we consistently go to him. Um, that is something that the Bears have not done this year. They do not mix up the run in the pass very much. Uh, it's, you know, uh, Forte's, I mean, excuse me, I keep saying Forte. Cutler uh, keeps coming to the line of scrimmage. And according to Aaron Cromer's comments, as uh, he made uh, to uh, to the press a couple of weeks ago, Cutler will either not check out of a bad running play or he will check out of a running play when he shouldn't, you know, like uh, like those quick passes and stuff that he, he that he likes to do, um, you know, the one step and boom, try to hit Alshon on a, on a hot, ride, hot read or something uh, like that. So, you know, I think if, uh, you know, we don't try to be fancy about it, you know, if, if we're looking to try to hit, uh, you know, Alshon and, and Marquise, uh, down the field i think we need to hit the ground running running the football this week you know like levy levy used to say back in the day we're going to get off the bus running the ball i think that's what we should do on sunday is uh try to get matt forte going heavy in the first half not something where he'll you know come on later in the second half when we you know have started to wear down the viking defense or if we're even able to do that um, you know, I think we should come out aggressively trying to uh, run the football uh, on Sunday and just be just be consistent with it to go after it and, you know, get after it on the ground 
uh, and let that set everything else up. Let it set up the play action so we can take some shots downfield with uh, with Marquise Wilson and with uh, Alshon Jeffrey or, you know, to, to set up the play action to try to get um, Martellus Bennett down the middle of the field uh, and such to really just try to be more open with our offense as opposed to just you know if if we're not trying to hit something five yards away we're trying to hit it 35 yards away and it's just it's difficult to watch and i hope that's not what we have to endure on this final sunday i want to see the offense be smart i want to see the offense be patient as well because it it, you know you just it, it, it reminded me a lot of mike martz as far as the play calling this year well, we ran the ball on first down. We got it. We got two yards. App, ah, screw that. I guess we're throwing the ball for the rest of the game. Kind of attitude that we had when Mike Martz was our uh, play caller. You know, if if the if we didn't run for fifty yards on the first five carries, then Mike Martz was going to be real stingy with the running calls for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the football game. So, you know, I would like to see the Bears. Stick with the run, even if it only means, even if it means, you know, three and out the first couple of drives to try to get Matt Forte going and to actually just kind of lull the defense into thinking, okay, we're coming out running today. We're trying to get Forte his thousand yards and uh, and so on. Let them try to be aggressive in the box and then we can hit them over the top. I just think that would be a better way to go about it uh, on offense. On the defensive side, it's, uh, you know, going to be about getting after Bridgewater and um, you know even though Matt Asiata has been their their leading rusher he only had 58 yards on 16 carries last week a three and a half yard average you know he's uh, he's been their leading rusher or you know he's been there between the tackles guy he's been their short yardage uh, guy which would explain the two touchdowns uh, that he has but you know, this isn't a team that moves the chains by running the ball because they've been missing Adrian Peterson this year has been dealing with all that uh, domestic stuff and with his kids and, and so on. But, uh, you know, it, it's uh, this is a team that that's it's not very good on offense. Um, you know, they're they're better at um, at running the ball than they are throwing it. They're 15th in running the ball, 112 yards a game somehow. But you know 27th in throwing the ball only two just barely over 200 yards 203 yards uh per game uh this year throwing the football so you know it's kind of that thing that if we if if we take away the run and we force teddy bridgewater to try to beat us in this thing uh you know bridgewater's good at protecting the ball doesn't have a lot of turnovers this year but he is a rookie quarterback if we make it so that he's the one that's got to beat us and we get after him I think that sets up well for the Bear defense, uh, you know, especially with with Jared Allen returning to Minnesota, returning to uh, a surface where he can be faster, you know, on that field turf uh, in Minnesota. Also, just the the added motivation of playing against his former mates in you know in his former home uh, as well. So uh, he's going to need a big day on Sunday if he wants to hit the uh, double digit uh, sack total that he's had for the last several years. Uh, that he has not uh, attained so far. I think he needs either like three and a half or four and a half sacks to hit 10 sacks on the year. So he's going to have to have a big day. Wouldn't it be awesome if he could pull it off, you know, to do it in Minnesota against his former team 
in his former home, there might actually be people there cheering for him to actually do it, depending on how the game goes. So, uh, you know, hopefully Jared can do something like that and, and put a positive uh, bow on the season uh, since it's ending the way that it is. So I'd be uh, happy to see something like that uh, go down uh, on Sunday. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much all I have here. It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's not a very important football game as far as the scheme of things. Basically, all it all it's going to do as far as the outcome is concerned is uh, I guess it, w- it will help with a draft pick if we lose. Uh, it will also determine the rest of the 2015 schedule because right now we have the AFC West and the NFC West next year. So a lot of West Coast teams uh, on the schedule. So we got the Broncos, the Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs, and Chargers. Uh, we're at home for Denver and Oakland on the road for Kansas City and San Diego. Uh, then we have you know San Francisco, St. Louis, um, Arizona, and Seattle. So that's going to suck, especially with how good that that uh, that whole division has been. Uh, this year even though the 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 rams are probably going to be six and ten same as the uh the bears they're a tough out and they've also struggled with a ton of injuries this year so if they can stay healthy and get some help at the quarterback position because bradford went down in the preseason you know i told you guys before you know the rams the youngest team in the nfl are going to be somebody to watch uh going forward i really do believe st louis is going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, going going forward you know it's just unfortunate they play in the division that they do with seattle and san francisco and arizona especially since they came up big uh this year so um you know uh we got to, i believe we went in 2012 when we played them last time we were home for we're going to be home for arizona and san francisco on the road for st louis and seattle so because we had seattle and st louis in chicago in 2012 so we'll be home for them then of course we have our division uh opponents so the outcome of the game will determine who the other fourth third place teams or the other fourth place teams will be that we play from the nfc south and the nfc east so who will those teams be will we play the giants or the redskins next year or will we play the uh from the south will we play the buccaneers or the Saints next season, uh, you know, will you know those are the third and fourth place teams uh, next season. So that's what the outcome of this game will determine. It will determine our draft pl- draft position and the other two games who our same place teams are for 2015. So that's basically the ultimate purpose that this game will serve because I think that Mark Trestman's fate is sealed. I don't think I don't think the Bears could come out and score 100 points and win this thing 150 to nothing and Tressman still gets fired on Monday. I, I believe that's going to happen. So I would actually be shocked if he didn't lose his job on Sunday. Just too much too much negative stuff has happened. There's been way too much regression uh, from this team for that not to happen. So when we do our review episode on Monday, maybe Tuesday, maybe I'll, maybe I'll let it uh, sit on Monday. Actually, to tell you the truth, if they fire Tressman on Monday, we're doing the review show on Monday to a quick recap of the uh, game and then, you know, kind of talk about the implications of the, uh, of the season and, and, and uh, trust me losing his job. So anyway, if we don't hear anything from the bears on Monday, then we'll do it on Tuesday. 
But if the decision comes down on Monday, we're doing the show on Monday. So keep your eyes open. We'll be back on Monday or Tuesday uh, with the review episode. And then, of course, next Friday, like I said, be on the radio with Doug Wagner in Cedar Rapids. 600.wmtradio.com or you can search the WMT on the iHeartRadio app. It'll come up right for you. Or if you just want to be, you know, a lazy one, just wait until I release the podcast on iTunes and you could be able to hear it yourself. So uh, if you want to hear it live next Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central Time, me and Doug Wagner on the WMT uh, radio show uh, next Friday uh, morning. So really looking forward uh, to that. So um, that's going to do it for the Week 17 preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Like I said, determining on what the Bears do Monday. If we fire Treston Monday, I'll be back Monday. If they do nothing Monday, we'll be back on Tuesday regardless. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.